there. My name's Phil Williams and I would like to welcome you to Audio Angling, the podcast site of fishingfilmsandfacts.co.uk. Cast Northwest will not be a familiar course angling concept to many people. I must admit that I only came across it by chance while internet pottering through the range of fishing options open to course anglers in my area. It was the label of indoor fishery that initially caught my eye, but when I read on, I quickly realised that what had initially sounded like an eye-catching gimmick was in fact just one part of a much wider serious project aimed not only at getting young anglers into fishing, but also using the discipline required for fishing to teach a wider range of life skills. So who better then to elaborate on the project and its concepts than its founder and coordinator, Neil Farnworth. So basically how CAS was set up. CAS was set up as I used to sit on restorative justice panels. And restorative justice is about paying back to the community for what you've actually done wrong in the community. I sat on the panels and a lot of young people that come through had a good interest in fishing, really wanted to try fishing, but they had nowhere to go and they didn't have the equipment. So basically what we did is I got a £2,000 funding from Yacht to set uh, weekend sessions up because I worked at the town and they were oversubscribed within weeks. We just couldn't cope with the numbers that were coming through and basically what happened there is it went on from young people fishing to wanting to learn more about the environment and education and that's where the education then set off and that's where it was developed. So every child matters. Being healthy, people say that fishing is not keeping you fit and the rest of it, but usually with fishing, the duration of fishing is a lot longer than other activities. So what you actually get out of it, being fitness-wise, is usually as much because of the period you're actually doing it. Doing it over five hours, or doing running for half an hour or 45 minutes, because you're doing something over a longer period, which is usually five or six hours, the same fitness benefits comes from that. The stay safe, obviously with the stay safe because of cast of what it does with the indoor angling centre, everything is on site, everything is CRB'd, all the young people are overlooked, there's no problems with young people, they treat us with respect, we treat them back with respect. Cast has a big respect programme and anybody that comes through the programme quickly develops respect and the respect side of it comes from young people wanting to know about fishing because they want to know about fishing, as mentors or as coaches, we sit with them, we get them catching a fish. Because we've got them catching a fish, they've achieved something. Because they've achieved something, the respect develops very quickly. They enjoy and achieve. The thing is with fishing is everybody can take part in fishing. It doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter what ability. You can put a rod in, you can catch a bigger fish than Bob Nudd at the side if you wanted to. It does not matter, it's a leveller. And that's why everybody achieves and enjoys it. They're making a positive contribution. With a positive contribution, because angling is environmental based, so the more you know about the environment, the weather and the rest of it, the more fish you'll actually catch. So because of that, young people's concept is, oh, I want to know more about what's the weather going to be like. Will I catch more fish? Where will I catch fish when the weather's like this? Because of that concept, young people want more information. So it helps them to understand the environment. Again, with the positive contribution side of it, because angling builds up respect, that respect is then transferred to school. They have then more respect for their elders, the intergenerational barriers are broken down. 
that then helps them to integrate into school better and become better pupils I wouldn't say outstanding pupils which we have had some but they become better pupils and they can cope with the education more than what they could be before achieving the economic well-being obviously with what CAS does it's different to other uh, fishing and the reason it's different is because we work on a lot on work-based education so building platforms of carpentry skills the fish breeding they've got to check nitrates pH levels, nitrites, they've got to learn how to check the water quality and understand the water quality. Then there's the pathway construction we also do, so it gives them an introduction to pathway. It doesn't make them ideal pathway people, it just gives them an introduction to see whether they want to try that as a job. So it helps them to progress and understand where they want to go. Obviously with the fish breeding, we do aquaponics, which fish waste produces the nitrogen cycle, the nitrogen cycle produces vegetables. So because again, starting from the fish, we get a progression through to horticulture. So there's different things you can do within that. A range of people coming through. A lot of the young people we deal with are either disaffected, excluded from schools. And they're not bad kids, they just struggle with a school environment and they've struggled from an early age really. It's, it's from really early years where they've struggled and what's happened they build up a mechanism where they don't want to learn because they know they're not as clever as the mates and they don't want to look the clown in class so basically what happens is they know if they kick off they get thrown out and they don't have to cope with that situation it seems easier for them the other side of it again with the angling side of it people with disabilities like i said before a lot of people with disabilities can still go head to head with your more able-bodied people because it's a leveller so everybody fishes at one level it doesn't matter and that's enhanced with the indoor fishing because you don't get one peg fishing better than the other the fishing is usually constantly the same straight across the canal and it's because the water temperature doesn't vary in one way you're not getting the wind so the fish are traveling so basically you don't get the fish following the water the wind the direction they're all spread about the pegs so you can get any platform which will produce fish and give you a good day's fishing. Funding. What can I say about funding? Funding's hard work to get. We have been successful for around about, I would say about £200,000 but when you think of £200,000 over eight years and we've probably worked with in the region of 600 people doing education and we've probably worked with about 1500 young people doing fishing sessions so we've worked with a lot of people really for a very small amount of funding but that's the way funding is cast is sustainable without that funding and the reason for that is because of the education we provide it reaches all schools and it fulfills what needs young people have which allows the schools to get better grades upon the marking of the school which obviously continues them to keep using us which I feel with angling projects, if you don't give the school what the schools need, then you don't get the success. And Well, my opinion, that's why we've had the success. Because we've gone from working with 12 young people a year, in the first half a year, because the first year was a half a year from August, to working with next year with 90 young people completing education programmes. Growth and development of the facility. As I've just said about the young people, we started off with about 12 a week and we're now at 90 a week and that's not including any funding 
we'd work a lot with NEAT. Obviously, that's a separate issue to what we do, but we're working with 90 young people a week doing education, and that's based on a 38-week programme. We've got that big... We're now moving to a new site where we're having a new indoor fishery built. We're going to go into horticulture. We're going to do land-based studies. We're going to do farming. And we're going to have a community angling club. The reasons behind all this is because the main focus of the programme is obviously angling so from angling you can do a lot of work-based qualifications education it even reaches to using tools correctly there's that many things that you can go into but the basis of the project is angling and I must stress that it's angling that gets young people to complete different ones a perfect example last year we had a young person wasn't into angling at all but he come, he tried it once, and they couldn't engage this young person anywhere. So basically he come, he tried it once, absolutely loved it. And from then on, he started to do horticulture. Now, I know you're saying, well, he's, doing, he's supposed to be doing angling, not horticulture. But the thing is, angling was the tool to get him here in the first place. The influence angling has on young people is massive. And it's about people being aware of that. Tell us a bit more about this community angling club. Community angling clubs are tackle banks, as they're known in America. They're massive in America, and the reason they're massive in America is because there's a lot of young people who, even though fishing is an inexpensive activity, there's a below poverty line. The way the economic level is at the moment, there's a lot of people that are under the level. And what the uh, community angling club is aimed at is to get them people, so basically what they do, they join the community angling club, which is free. Cast fund the project. We can also put in for funding for the community angling club, but at the start, Cast will fund that project. And what it would be based on is around about 100, 250 adults, and then about 300 young people. And what it's about is about bringing the intergenerational back together, because what's happening at the moment, the angling clubs, especially around this area, there's no junior members. And because there's no junior members, angling will suffer in the future if we don't address it now. The Community Angling Club will bring older generations back together with younger generations. And through the Community Angling Club, which is free, the young people can go and get fishing equipment by using the card to access it. They get the equipment, they go fishing. Once they have the equipment back, it's checked. And if everything's okay, they're given the card back. If anything is wrong with the equipment or they've done something wrong on the community angling site, then they've got to sit in front of the committee. The committee would be two adults and three young people of different ages. And that is to make them a, felt, a sense of community and a sense of ownership of the community angling club because it's about the community, it's not about cast. It still will be cast community angling club, but it's about the community running it. And the idea behind it is you have community angling clubs in different regions. And then what you do, the community angling clubs fish against each other. You create a league and then what happens with the league is you get communities then breaking down them barriers between each other. So it's about bringing communities together, it's about bringing intergenerational people together and it's about allowing people who can't afford the equipment to get interested in fishing. The CAS website talks of your vision. Can you elaborate for us a little bit more on that? The vision of CAS is to use angling to develop skills in different work-based learning. So young people come to do angling, but on the back of that they do construction, 
they do pathway construction, they do carpentry, they do the fishery management side, they do horticulture, they do animal welfare, they do the farming. It's about bringing loads of educational opportunities but use fishing as a tool of engagement. What you'll find then is people will just want to do the farming and they might not be interested in the angling but it's still about getting people to participate in angling and then complete education in different fields. Because the more fields you offer young people, they can find some direction in their life. And at the moment, young people, especially when they're 16, don't know whether they want to be a doctor, a car mechanic, a gardener, a carpenter. They don't know what they want to do. What I'm trying to offer by using angling as a tool of engagement is to offer different fields in where they could develop the skills. The fish breeding facility, obviously through the education that we do, we have to have a fish breeding facility. At the present, with 4,000 fish on site, we've probably got 3,500, so we've lost 500. They usually say about 25% of your fish will be wiped out, whether it's through stress or disease. We've got 3,500. The water quality is checked every day. The indoor angling centre is checked every day for pH level, nitrate levels. The water is controlled. And the one thing you've got to remember within an indoor setting is it's got massive amounts of each through glass. And if that water is not controlled on a regular basis, it will soon go the wrong way. With the education that we do, we've always got someone in who can check the water, check the fish. They'll take the fish out, they'll check for parasites, put them under a microscope, do a scrape on them. When they find a parasite, they'll assess it. They'll depend whether it needs put in the hospital tank. If it needs put on the hospital tank, they'll treat it. They'll make sure them fish are healthy all the way through. Still doesn't say you're not going to lose any fish because you do lose fish because of stress, because of the weather change and everything else. But the young people know how to deal with these issues. And through the fish breeding facility, what we'll do in the future is, at the present we've got 4,000 fish. We'll look into having the next couple of years 15,000 fish. What we're going to offer then to fisheries is, you buy some fish off us, because of the education we're doing, which is platform construction and fishery maintenance, we'll come out and we'll do a bit of work on your site. So they get the benefit of buying healthy fish, which have been looked after. We get the benefit of a work-based placement, and we go and do the work and they get the benefit of the work. So it's about fisheries working together with the charity to make better angling sites and to give young people experience with an on-site work placement. So that's where the fish breeding, obviously we sell the fish, next year we hope to have 15,000 fish. If we've got 15,000 fish and we can grow them on to the size and the weight we want, we can hopefully return 50-60,000 pounds. It all depends on getting the growth on the fish, it all depends on grading them on a regular basis and looking after them. But with the young people completing education, that should be achievable. All our classrooms have touch screen boards on them. We do a lot of PowerPoint stuff. A lot of the stuff is practical, which is portfolio based. Young people will complete a learning journal and obviously we can monitor the outcomes which they're achieved. The big thing at the moment with Ofsted is outcomes. So as a young person comes to us in a day, he's got to complete an outcome. Now that outcome could be a soft outcome, which could be respect, it could be manners, stuff like that. But also then he could how to use a sock safely. A lot of young people that come through us cannot use a saw. So it's only a soft outcome, but 
it's a life skill at the end of the day using the saw because if he gets married and he, he got to cut a piece of wood and he doesn't know how to cut a piece of wood, it's put something into his life that has actually fulfilled where he wants to go in the future. So the classrooms, obviously it's portfolio based and it's completed every day. The young people might come into us, they might do four or five hours with us, they might do an hour and a half in a classroom. A lot of it is based around the fishing side of it. The problem we've got at the moment with the Indo Angling Centre is because we leased that building, they won't allow us to work after 8 o'clock. What we want to do is work with the police to reduce antisocial behaviour on the streets. Now, obviously, they have times through asset scores when young people are completing antisocial behaviour, and it's between 6 and 9 o'clock, especially on a Friday. If we could work with young people because it's undercover lighting between 6 and 9 o'clock, it would be ideal because it's indoor. The problem we've got at the moment is they won't let us do that. So at the moment we're working with the police and we're working with other partner agencies and the idea behind this is to get young people angling. Basically what happens is it becomes a community youth club where young people come in at night times, they do a bit of angling, they have a little bit of a fishing match but what it does it keeps them occupied through six and nine o'clock and we've had massive people wanting to know about it but like I said at the moment we did approach the uh, people who own the land to ask them and they said no because there's houses around it it's understandable but obviously in the future that's where we are going to go with night time fishing between six and nine o'clock I'm not saying with a community angling club we don't have a water with kerping where we've got larger kerp in this water young people can come night fishing but they're in a controlled environment because at the end of the day night fishing to me, it's not the safest place to go, depending on where you're going, but as long as it's controlled, it becomes a, a safe environment for young people. So I'm not saying we might do that in the future, because there is a lot of young lads who are into the curping side and not into the course angling. So if we can keep them occupied, it's another win-win situation. We want to make the site a community visiting site where people can come, they can go into the cafe. It'll be an eco-cafe. It'll have places where you can go and you can learn about fishing and different stuff like that, but it'll also have the wetlands to get the wildlife in, but a visitor centre, organic gardens, where people can walk around and get the therapeutic side of being in the country. Obviously, in the area we live in, there's a lot of underprivileged people, and it's giving them somewhere to go where they can relax, but it's free. Because that's the important thing about what we're trying to create here, is it free? Vision is one thing. Reality can sometimes be a totally different story. So has the reality matched up to the original concept? No, there's a few things gone wrong. And it's took us a long while to get, and it's took me a lot of heartache to get where I am, to be truthful. There was a site we was developing in Rosebridge, which is in uh, Wigan. We put £50,000 into that site. We had planning permission done. We had all the site surveys done. We had everything done that needed to be done, and they pulled the land from under us. Now, that indoor fishing, what we was creating there, was an actual building. And when you look back on what we've created now and what we wanted to create then, there's points where you think, would it have worked? I don't know whether it have worked. Because there's issues with lights, there's issues with pumping water, there's a lot of issues with different stuff to keep the water how we need to keep it. What we've done with the indoor angling centre we've, we've created now is, yeah, it does leak in, but it's helped us to understand the problems now we have in the past, we can deal with them problems. So trying to develop where we've wanted to be, we've lost money on the way, but now we're at a point where we understand what we've created. 
And as I understand the upgrades are being planned for the future too, which is where we're at today. We've come from the original existing site and we're on the new site that's actually yeah. being built, hence all the background noise you can pick up. Yeah. I think with the, with the new site it'll be better. And the only reason for that is because of what we've learned from the old site. And we have had problems. We had white spots. We have had parasites, but we've dealt with them. And the weather turns from cold and starts getting warm, parasites kick in very quickly. A fish immune system takes two to three days to kick in. Now, the problem you've got is parasites are going stupid, fish are still waking up and not ready to get on, but the parasites don't bother. The fish then becomes stressed out and you start to lose fish. This year, we treated the pellets with... Uh, we treated them with this lacquer treatment, and I can't think what it's called, but we treated them, and we fed them with them pellets, and we've hardly had any deaths. And basically what the pellet does is it builds its immune system up very quickly. And that's what you've got to remember. Within an indoor setting, the heat just goes through the roof. So the parasites go stupid. And if you don't look after your fish and get their immune system up very quick, then you're going to lose a lot of fish. When you start to get fish that are stressed, they'll get a secondary disease. And that's where the white spot comes in. And the trichodina and chilodinella. They all come in as a second disease from stress. So if you can treat it and help the fish to get through it, it's brilliant. It's like a tonic. You know, when you don't feel so well, you take a tonic and it, it builds your immune system up so it, you recover. It's exactly the same with fish, but they do need that pampering, especially within an indoor setting. The reason why we moved is because of capacity. We hadn't enough capacity. The outdoor pond wasn't big enough. And angling is about outdoors. The indoor is about an educational package which keeps kids retained through the winter period when it's cold. It's alright working with kids through summer and you've got 20 turning up. As soon as it gets cold and you've two turning up and then mothers go back to their Xboxes, you soon lose them over the winter period and the thing is then they're hooked on their Xbox and they don't come back for the summer after. So indoor angling allows them young people to stay retained. Obviously I've said the reason why is because the capacity down at the other place with a capacity for around about 60, maybe 70. The new site at where we're at now, we're hopefully in three years to be up to 120. We're not that far off it in our first year, which is 90 at the moment. Hopefully in three years we'll be at 250. But what you've got to realise is we'll have a lot more fishing areas to fish in. The angling coaches at the moment, uh, staff, we have five angling coaches. That's a steady growth. It's again, it goes back to the sustainability. You can't go stacking staff on. The thing is about cast and the reason cast work, we don't work with more than four to one with young people. A lot of that time is actually lower than that. So it's three to one. But it's about how many kids can you work with to keep the sustainability right, to allow the charity to keep growing. And that is a, it's very fine to be truthful. We get through it and the reason we get through it is because when you're working with young people, you understand what needs they have. And when you understand what needs they have, you can either give him one-to-one, two-to-one. You can work with him to get the best progression out of him. And that's what you've got to be doing. And the thing with angling, it allows you to sit someone down and it allows you to understand what the knowledge is and how quick and how much support they need through their educational period. So that's another good thing of angling. Again, they're in their own space, they're sat down, they're talking to you, and you can learn a lot by just chatting. We do a lot of fundraising activities. I wouldn't say it's massive. 
one of my disappointments with what I do is getting support from other angling. It's terrible. You can speak to any bait manufacturers, they don't want you. You can speak to other anglers, top anglers, they don't support you. Andy May is the only one really who supported us of late. He did a coaching session for us last week and he come down and did an interview and he absolutely loved it because he understands the concepts about education, it's not about angling. But what you've got to remember, yeah, it's education, but young people are coming into angling because that's what they're doing. So you've got to separate the two. And the indoor angling is about education. That's one of my disappointments, you know, baits. We spend approximately five to six thousand pounds a year on equipment. I would say with bait, we probably do another two thousand. So when you look at our profit margins are about ten to twenty thousand pounds a year, half of that is spent on bait or equipment. And equipment gets broke. And the thing is, because you've not got a lot of money, you buy cheap equipment. Because you buy cheap equipment, it's carbon composite. Because it's carbon composite, you can't get it repaired because they won't repair it. So once a section gets broke, unless you can piece it together and make it work, your pole's no good. So you end up with all new parts, but one section broke and you can't use it. And that's what happens. If you want a new section, it'll cost you 20 quid. If you want a new pole, it'll cost you 35 quid. Not worth buying the new section. I believe you also offer residential courses. How do these differ from the more routine day-to-day -day fishing work? Basically what's happening with the new site, we're going to do respite and it's respite with foster young people who are in foster care to stop the family breaking down. A lot of the young people we deal with education are in care and it's just a fact they're in care, the single parent families. What we aim to do is because they love fishing, we can have a respite for two weeks. The difference with our respite is young people can still complete education on the back of it. So they can come here for two weeks and while they're here for two weeks they can complete some form of education, they can get a qualification while they're on respite. Now again we're going back to is young people have got to achieve and they've got to be happy. If they're happy with their environment to do in respite and they're getting a qualification on the back of it, you're hitting both targets which is what we need to do. It's as many targets as we can for young people who need that support really. In some ways, cast is similar to, and possibly even competing with, if that's the right phrase, get hooked on fishing. Well, I wouldn't say we're competing with get hooked on fishing, because get hooked on fishing is a franchise. When we went down to see get hooked on fishing, I know they're all over the country, but the franchise. So you paid to be a franchise of get hooked on fishing, and basically what you're paying for is the name get hooked on fishing. What they actually do with young people is about respect, it's about social skills, it's about perseverance, about patience, and it's, they're all important things within the social side of it, but to me, if you're getting all that out of a young person, why not take them to the next level and learn them how to do work-based employment skills, because that's the next step up. So basically they get them to a point where, yeah, the social skills, they've got good manners, they've interacted with intergenerational people, and you know, it's a very good interaction, that's brilliant. But why not take them to the next level and take them higher than that? What we've done is, I worked a lot with Mick, or I spoke to Mick a lot when I set Cast up. And I soon understood where Mick was coming from, why he was developing with Get Out on Fishing. But I soon understood I had to go to another level because that's what the requirements of education within Wigan was. And that's why I've continued to grow because you've got to listen to government agendas. What government agendas want and then you've got to develop what you've got around them government agendas. And I think 
it doesn't matter in what you do, if you look at football, you look at any sport, if you look at what they're doing, they're all trying to achieve what government agendas are. They know because if they achieve that, then they'll get more money. It's hard, really, because I, you can understand how massive football is. But when you think one of the most participated sports in the country is fishing, it should be bigger than football. But yet there's a load of soccer schools going on and they've got loads and loads of money. I think we're underachieving with angling. We could take it a lot further. But I think one of the problems with angling is they like to get hooked on fishing and another don't want to work together. They want to do their own thing. They've got their own criterias. I'm not like that. I want to work with other angling associations to make angling better. But I, what I do think is you've got to look at who's got it right and who's just achieving what they want to achieve. I want to achieve as much as I can. And that's what I try to do. I'm not saying I'm right all the time because I'm not, but I think if other people spoke to me and think, yeah, he's got a good idea, I think their ideas then would bounce back and before you know it, angling would be massive. I took a portfolio to the Angling Trust to say to the Angling Trust, this is, I think, where angling needs to be developed. I sat in a meeting, there was a lot of the top men were there and I said, this is how angling needs to be developed. And what I'd done is I do reviews every year with young people, we do reviews. And through the reviews, we learn what young people want to do. Now, obviously, they all want to do the fishing. But one of the main things was, when it gets to winter, it's freezing. We can't do any fishing, we don't catch any fish. And when I first got to it, I thought, well, how am I going to do that? Put a cover over them. But that doesn't stop the fact that the water's still froze and you can't fish. So it was an all-no. And then where the reason of the indoor angling comes. One, it never froze. Two, it never dropped below zero temperature. Yes, the fishing did drop off, but yes, they still did catch fish. So we've still got a tool of engagement. One of the other, through the review, what come out is, why don't we do things that are associated with fishing? Because what we did, we started to move away from the introduction to angling to doing English type of stuff and improve your own learning. Young people did it, but were saying, well, it's nothing about fishing. So we had to develop something around fishing. I started to work with my school college. I looked at every unit they had, fish husbandry, the lot, and I picked out everyone that I thought our young people could achieve through education. I lowered the criteria on every one of them and hence the reason the Open Awards qualification come. It's never been accepted by Lantra. They're keeping it on so there's plenty of people using it but it's what you can actually get out of it. You can do a lot of practical based stuff. There's a lot of classroom work and it improves English. It improves maths. Because what you've got to remember is how many skills like your math skills You've got to work out weight-feed ratios. So you've got to check the temperature of the water. You've got to check the biomass of 30 fish. Once you know how many fish is in the tank, you can work the total weight out, which is the biomass. Once you know the temperature, you can know how much feed you need to feed. Young people work that out. They can't do maths in schools, but yet they can work that out. So they can do maths. You just need to approach it in a different way. Your English and maths, you ask them about something, and they'll tell you about it. Because they're telling you about it and they want to know about it and they understand it more, they can talk about it more so they can put it in better sentences. It gives you a start to start improving a young person. If you've got them doing something they don't want to do, they've got a negative from the start because they don't want to do it. If you can give them something they want to do, you've got a positive so you can work on it.
and that's how we do the education and that's why I think it worked but obviously the Anglian Trust didn't think what I had was good enough. I don't know how many young people they work with through the year doing the introduction to angling. I only know that Cass works with 90. If I had pilots all over the country, I could guarantee I could have 90 in each one. And what you've got to remember, this is a prime example of cast. I started off with 12, and 12 lads who were younger than the lads had attended, 24 of their mates wanted to come to cast because of what they would said. So 24 and then 24 of their mates and their friends wanted to come to it year after because they enjoyed what they did. So you're getting a knock-on effect and as you can see it's gone from 12 to where we're at 90. If I get 90 and 90 people go away and said to the mates, you want to go there, it's brilliant. I have 180 next year and then 180 going to their mate and it's carrying on. Obviously you've got to make your project fun, achievable targets in there good respect between each other not treating them like I found with young people if you treat them with respect no matter of how difficult behavioural anything else if you treat them with respect you get respect back and like I said before cast is built around respect between each other which is pupil and coach and once that respect's there that lies through on all occasions we will have the lad who will kick off and usually find the lad, if he was in school, he'd kick off. And in school, he'd get one, two, three, four, five back in him. And what it does, it escalates. We've had odd lads who's kicked off at cast for something and nothing to be truthful. But because nobody's backed them up, they've looked stupid and had to back down. And once that happens, you get other people who will not do that. So like I said, with the respect thing, if you've got the respect of all the lads you've got, it's amazing. The atmosphere, the learning and everything it's just perfect and that's what we've aimed for and that's what we've got at the moment obviously we've got to keep working to make sure that continues to happen and having worked on government funded breeding and rearing of coarse fish projects myself exploring the viability of mass production for pollution driven restocking projects back in the early 1990s I'm intrigued by your setup here how you manage it and what you hope to achieve with it in light of the closure by the Environment Agency of most of its breeding facilities the Environment Agency, I don't think, and again, it's going back to the question we asked before about fishing and saying, what do you think about angling and what's your disappointments? One of my disappointments is, when I first started, it was fishing, and the Environment Agency had money, now they've no money, and you don't see them. We've not seen them for three years. So you don't see them much, you don't get much off them. The fish breeding side of it, I can't understand why they're not breeding fish because if you talk to any fish farmer they're making absolutely millions. I work with a lot of fish farmers and, it, and I, we asked a question because it was before we developed it. He said, does it matter how many fish I've got for sale, I can sell them. And when you think about it, it's got September, October, November, December, January, February. So within a six month period, if he's 100,000 fish, he sells them. You can phone up November, December and you struggle to get any fish. You can't get them because everybody's ordered them. Because you usually do find within a, a fishing water or a fishery, you're usually producing about a thousand to two thousand pounds worth of fish every year. Now they're dying for various reasons, bad angling, stress, different types of stuff what kills fish. You can't stop that. That's nature balancing the pond out. And to contain a fishery to keep it fishing to a level, obviously you need a little bit above the level 
because usually the stocking level is about £450 per acre. A usual fisheries are stocked at about double that. That's a lot of fish. If you look at the likes of fisheries down Worcester, there's one which I'm not going to say, but they've got four tonne of fish. And it's only an acre and a bit. Now when you think about that, that is phenomenal. But you look at the weights they're pulling out, and they're pulling £500 out in five hours. That's £100 an hour. But then you've got to start saying to yourself, well is that fishing? It's okay for a one-off. It's brilliant. But if I had to go fishing and catch £500 and it was just basically in, out, in, out, in, out, even kids would become bored with it. We used to take them on a residential though. We don't do it anymore because it's telling kids the wrong concept of fishing because fishing is about understanding the environment, using your knowledge to catch fish. If you don't use your knowledge and you don't use your skills, you'll catch fish but you'll not catch as many as him next door. So there's no development. If you just go in, you drop it in and it goes, it's gone. You've not worked at anything because you just know, you just put it in and it goes. So people have different ideas about what good fishing is. My idea of good fishing is mixed bag of fish, roach, birch, tench, carp, every fish you can think of and not knowing what's going to pull the float on the next time. People now have gone carp dominated. Everybody wants carp and that's all it is. Hence the reason the only fish that we've got in our breeding area are carp because we know we can sell them. Last year we'd five went to my school college, which when you're looking at the standards of lad I'm dealing with, to get five at my school college is like. And the thing is with my school college, a lot of the time, because the young person comes from an home or anything like that, they don't always want to deal with them because the young person's going into an environment where a lot of people around him are very clever. I've given them an introduction into angling, I've given them an introduction into education at my school college, but then he needs to be on his own and take it to that level and sometimes they feel threatened because of what's around them. So this site here is hopefully we're going to work with my school college to develop a level two here. So young people that's come through me for two years will continue education at level two, but still be in an environment where they feel comfortable. Two final questions for you now. Obviously a keen angler yourself, if you wasn't involved here at CAST, what other direction would your angling life have taken you in? Angling life? Pleasure fisherman. Just being a pleasure fisherman, fishing the odd matches here and there. Angling to me is more about enjoying the therapeutic side and sitting down. If I don't catch a fish, it doesn't bother me. I'm not saying I don't catch any fish, but it doesn't bother me. It's about just relaxing and chilling out and enjoying the green space around you and understanding the environment, really. Finally, sum up what you feel CAST and any other sister organisations have achieved and hopefully will achieve in the future. Right, what I said before about angling. Angling has loads of benefits and then benefits can surround about therapeutic, it can surround about education, it can be about relieving stress. There's a lot of things angling holds. And what people have got to understand is we've got to use angling as that tool to develop different sides hence the education, hence the therapeutic. We can help with mental health. We can help with dementia. There's a load of things that angling can make better. And what people don't realise is there's a lot of social values in what angling provides. If you look at the dementia, because of memory loss and the rest of it, angling, because it's repetitive, improves that side of dementia. 
if that's keeping them out the doctors, that's not costing the government X amount of money to provide them going to the doctor. So if we can run sessions for dementia and we can keep them on a regular basis improving that, then the social side of it, the social return on investment is absolutely massive. And that's what we've got to remember. It's got, I did a social return on investment on young people I work with. And every young person that passes through me goes through a certain cycle. And that involves shoplifting, social services, being in court, I don't know how many times. And, doing, and that is because you're not breaking that cycle. If you can break that cycle, the saving, you looked at the cost and it was £185,000 per person. If we can break that cycle, then costs can be halved or even just eliminated altogether. So there's a lot of social return on investment in angling. And I think if people sit down and think about what angling and people work together to say, this is what angling can offer, how can we think about this and go to the government and say, we can save you £20 million? They'd be throwing money at angling projects. But nobody gets together and nobody says, this is what we can do. I'm learning and I'm learning all the time. And I'm learning avenues where I can go and say, this is what I can save you, what will you give me? Oh, I'll give you some money for that. But if I went to him and said, I'll run you an angling session, well, how much do you want? £5,000, you're not getting that. But if I go to him and say, I can save you five million quid, you're throwing £5,000 at me. It doesn't always happen like that, but you can see the concept I'm, tr I'm trying. It's the values of what angling provides. And I think if people start to look at the values, then angling will go a lot further. and It'll develop more as a, like you get out on fishing, cast and everybody else. If they work together, we could get further. But everybody wants their own peace and everybody wants to do their own thing and it shouldn't be it should be for the reward of what angling produces because it's not really about us because we didn't have angling we wouldn't have cast we wouldn't have get out to fishing we wouldn't have anything would we so it's about angling the social side of angling right?